Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Willow, a clairvoyant since childhood, paranormal investigator, and an occult practitioner. Today, we're going to talk about the different clair abilities and what they are and how to tell if you have them. Before we jump in, I just want to remind you that everyone has different views on things, and that's okay. I don't ask you to believe what I do. I just want to share what I've found in my personal path with others. Now let's get to the tea. Let's start off with talking about what the clair abilities are. There are eight different clair abilities, and the word clair is a French word that means clear. The different clair abilities go over different senses that we have to help identify the world around us in different ways. Psychic abilities and clair abilities have been documented in various forms of literature, including the Bible. However, the first documentation that we can find specifically talking about clair abilities is from 1784. It was very common for people within the Victorian era to utilize seances and mediums to speak to the dead and speak to their relatives and the spirits around them. I've always said, and I will continue saying this, everybody has at least one clair ability that they can identify within themselves. I think a lot of people just assume that they don't because they don't know how to identify it, which is why I'm going to go through the seven different clair abilities and explain each one in as much detail as I can. So buckle in, we're going to get started. The first ability we'll go over is the most popular one. This is the one that everybody wants and everybody talks about, which is clairvoyance or clear-sightedness, or other translations say it's clear sight. So we'll use that one because that's just a little bit easier. Clairvoyance is the ability to see spirit, but I think a lot of people expect clairvoyance to come through the way that it's portrayed in Ghost Whisperer and Medium and the way that a lot of mediums describe it as seeing people walk around that they think are other live people, but not knowing they're dead, which I can honestly vouch for. I have had experiences where I just don't know if someone's dead or not. I know that just seems really odd, but think of this scenario. You're driving down the street at night and you see someone walking along the road. And when you look closer, they look like they're wearing regular people clothes. They could just be walking anywhere, but then they walk in front of your car way too late for you to do anything to respond, but you go right through them. That is a normal occurrence for me. Sometimes I have to ask myself, are you dead? And just hope that they are because otherwise I would be in so many hit and runs, it would be absolutely ridiculous. Over the years, it's gotten a lot easier for me to tell the difference between someone who is living and someone who is dead simply from the way that their energy feels. And as you get into your clear abilities, you may have that ability pop up for you as well, but that's a different one and it's not going into clairvoyance, so I'm not gonna touch on that just yet. So as I said, clairvoyance can come in in a various amount of ways. And for some people like myself, spirit can show up in a variation of different ways. So it's not just one way all the time that they show up visually for me. I have found that there is a common denominator within my sight. And that is that if I'm in a dark room and I'm with a being or a spirit, I won't be able to see them unless they are illuminated by a light or self-illuminating. Another common denominator that I've noticed is that if they have more energy, they will show up more opaque. So gods, goddesses, extraterrestrials, and demons and angels 
come through very opaque for me. But human spirits can come through in a variation of ways and it tends to be that they look a little bit more like a hologram because they don't have as much energy. And I do find that spirits who have chosen not to cross over yet will show up less opaque than those who have. This is simply because eventually their energy just drains and they need some sort of way of reviving it. And spirits who have crossed over already have that spirit energy source, kind of like a power bank that they can always charge up from. So they don't really need a consistent energy source to interact as much as the ones who just haven't crossed over yet. A lot of people have asked me how I see them. Like, do I see them with my physical eyes? Like I'm seeing physical things in my space. Do I see them like a memory that is projected into the space? Which is honestly the best way I can think to describe what it's like to see things with your mind's eye, or as some people describe it, your third eye. Both of those ways are considered clairvoyance. And some people say that they can't see things unless they close their eyes and tune in, but they have visual uh, visions come through in their mind. That is also still considered clairvoyance. So contrary to maybe popular belief and due to movies and TV shows claiming, you don't have to be physically seeing them in order to be clairvoyant. You can be clairvoyant if you are really good at meditation. That can be a form of clairvoyance. Clairvoyance can also be used for other abilities like remote viewing. So let's go over the different ways that you can tell whether or not you might have clairvoyance. If you have ever seen something that you can't explain, such as a being, a person that you don't recognize in your space, such as a physical apparition of a spirit, or lights, in your space in the form of a humanoid shape or even little blinky lights, you may have clairvoyance. Another test you can do to tell whether or not you may have clairvoyance is I want you to imagine something. Seems easy enough, but if you're unable to imagine this, it may be because you have trouble connecting to your visual center of your abilities. I want you to imagine an apple but not just any apple. I want you to imagine a purple apple, a bright violet purple apple. Can you see it? If you can, it's possible that you have clairvoyance because that image just simply comes to you. But if you can't, it's possible that your spiritual abilities lie in strength somewhere else. I'm going to go over different ways that you can strengthen these abilities at the end of this episode, so stick with me as I go through the next Claire ability. The next Claire that I want to go over is Claire Cognizance. This is one that often goes unidentified because it seems so commonplace. It's just simply knowing. So Claire Cognizance translates to clear knowing. This is one that comes through in your gut. It's just a gut knowing. You just know things. You don't know how, you just know. My current partner definitely has claircognizance in addition to clairsentience. He just knows things. Don't know how, don't know why, he just knows. And he doesn't really have any logical explanation of why sometimes. Like I said, this is a harder one to pin down, so it's a little bit hard to identify whether or not you have it. 
but it also is kind of easy to tell if you have it because I think this is one that most people actually have, but maybe just don't know it. I do think that this is very connected to our primal instincts, which is where I believe a lot of our intuitive abilities come from because that's how we survived. So let's ask you a couple questions. Just think about this for a second, see if they, they vibe, see if they make sense. Do you just know things? Maybe you are calling a friend or even texting a friend or thinking about a friend is even a better example because you don't have any cues to know what's going on. Maybe you just feel like they're in danger. Maybe you feel like they need to talk to someone but you have no logical explanation of why. Now I say just thinking about them and sensing this would be a better way of knowing whether or not you have claircognizance because through text and calling, you can tell different little variations in how they say something or the inflections in their voice to be able to tell that something is off. So not having any of those verbal or visual cues to let you know that something is off, but simply knowing something is the key in knowing whether or not this is an ability of yours. Let's move on to another popular one, clairaudience, also known as clear hearing. This is the ability to hear things outside of the normal scope of physical hearing. And again, I think people have the common misconception that people with this ability are able to always hear things outside of their head. They're able to hear physical voices in the space that maybe other people can't hear. And that's just not the case. Sometimes it comes up through just through our mind and other people can't hear it. This is one of my strongest abilities in addition to clairvoyance. So this is one I'm really familiar with. I have three friends and all of them have clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairsentience in addition to other clairabilities. And we all go back and forth talking about how our clairabilities come through so that we can identify different ways that they can show up for different people. I find it super interesting that a lot of our abilities are coming through the same way, but so many times we doubt ourselves because we just have no one talking about it. So let me go over a couple different ways that clairaudience comes through for me. If I have a being come into my space, I can hear them sometimes physically outside of my head. So I'm not hearing them like thoughts in my head. It sounds like it's coming from the space. And sometimes when that happens, other people can hear them too. I have had people on live stream who have heard the voices of the beings that I'm talking to just here and there, not as consistent as I am, but it's in the physical space around me. Then the other way that they can come through is through my mind. And this is the one where people are like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. I have completely lost it. And honestly, maybe you have. <laughs> I think that every day. I wonder if I actually have lost it. But the truth is that sometimes your abilities will come through in this way and it's okay. It's actually pretty normal. The way I'm able to tell whether or not it's my own thoughts or a being or a spirit around me is that when I'm having my own thoughts and having inner dialogue with myself, it's in my own voice. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I need to buy eggs. I need to get bread. I need to buy some more muffins. Poppy seed muffins are life, don't judge me. But that's in my own voice. But when I hear a different voice, that's when I know that it's not me. 
that's also a way that I can identify a being whether or not I'm in a dark space or not. Sometimes I will only hear a voice and I'll be like, oh, that's Archangel Michael. I can recognize his voice because all of them have very different voices or different enough voices that I'm able to tell the difference between them all. It's honestly the same way that you would be able to tell the difference between one friend talking in the dark and a different friend talking in the dark. You recognize people's voices and you're able to differentiate who's talking and who isn't. I have had some of my friends describe their experiences with clairaudience coming through in their own voices, but having other beings talking through their voice in their head. This is possible, but I personally don't experience that it that way, so I wanted to mention it just in case you don't experience it that way and you needed another example, but this isn't personally how it comes through for me. I do want to mention, though, a difference between clairaudience and a disembodied voice. As a paranormal investigator, I have heard disembodied voices, and what that is, is it's just a voice without a physical host to be producing it or at least not a visible physical host producing it. This can be via EVPs or electronic voice phenomenon. And this can even be while people are sitting in the space and they physically hear it with their own ears. And the difference between this is if you're hearing things like that all together, it is more likely that if more than two people are all hearing the same thing, that it's actually just a disembodied voice rather than everybody having clairaudience abilities. Okay, are we ready? We're going to go into the two abilities that commonly get mixed up, clairsentience and clairempathy. So many people who say that they are empathic aren't actually empathic. Empathy is something that most humans can feel, but Clear empathy is where you take on other people's emotions as your own. However, it can be really easy to think that you have clear empathy when you actually just have a trauma response. And I want to make that clear. Trauma responses can make you be able to identify what a person is feeling just by looking at them because you have to adapt to that environment and that constant change in emotions to be able to identify when you need to protect yourself and when you can relax. So that is different than clear empathy. The reason being is that clear empathy is where someone is feeling an emotion and you are able to experience that emotion yourself. Whereas a trauma response would be able to be identifying that emotion right away just by looking at someone or just being in the same room. In fact, the ability to feel someone else's emotions and be able to identify that someone is feeling a certain emotion without actually taking it on as your own falls more in line with clairsentience. The difference between clairsentience and clairempathy is that clairempathy is feeling another person's emotion as your own and clairsentience is feeling another person's emotion. Someone with clair empathy may not be able to easily tell the difference between what is their emotion that they're feeling and experiencing or what is someone else's emotion. And that can take a lot of learning on how to protect yourself and bubble and separate your energy from someone else's so that you're not taking on other people's emotions as your own. But the difference between that and clairsentience is that a person with clairsentience, it goes beyond just emotions. 
Clear empathy is clear emotion, whereas clairsentience is clear feeling. Someone with clairsentience can feel emotions, but they won't take them on as their own because they can identify that it's someone else's emotions. But a clairsentient person can also sense energies. They can feel vibrations. They can feel energies in the room. They can feel auras and different things like on an energetic level. So it's not just emotion related. So it's possible that someone can have both clairsentience and clairempathy. I should also mention that everybody can have multiple of these clear abilities. You don't just get to have one. You can have all of them or some of them, or maybe you don't identify with any of them and you're just learning how to expand things from the very beginning. It really just depends on the person. So how can you tell whether or not you have clear empathy? We'll go over that one first since that one's one that a lot of people identify with. You may have clear empathy if you tend to cry if one of your friends is crying but you don't know why you're crying because you're not feeling sad you're just crying and sometimes your friend will call you crying and tell you that they're crying and then you realize why you were crying but it's important to know that this should be happening without you being in the same room with them that's going to be an easier way to tell whether or not it's clear empathy and just empathetic feeling and emotion it's hard because clear empathy and empathy are based around the same thing but clear empathy is intuitive ability and empathy just regular is just having empathy for someone going through something and feeling emotion around them feeling emotion this is why for a long time i didn't actually um, feel that clear empathy was even a clear ability at all i thought being an empathic was a silly thing to say because Everybody has some level of empathy and um, unless you're, you know, a psychopath, then uh, you don't. But for the most part, most people have some level of empathy. And so I felt like, why would it be a clairability? However, there is that slight difference between just empathy and clear empathy. People who are empathic also tend to have trouble in large crowds or large areas where there's a lot of people. But I don't want to use that as a deciding factor of whether or not you have it simply because that, again, can also go back to trauma and having to identify just by looking at someone what they're feeling so that you're able to survive and protect yourself in an environment where there's volatile and unpredictable emotions. I would say that it's better to do tests where you are feeling emotion and you don't know why and then you're able to identify that one of your friends or someone that you're close to or someone that is in the house with you but not in the same room is feeling something and they don't have any visual cues or sound cues like slamming doors that are giving you the tip that they're feeling that way. Now going into clairsentience, so how can you tell whether you have it or not? With clairsentience, the best tool and test that I can give you to try and tell whether or not you have this ability is to ask yourself how often you were able to identify someone coming into the room without you seeing, smelling, or hearing them. If you were in a dark, soundproof room and someone walked into it, Would you be able to sense them if you didn't physically feel them, physically see them, smell them, or hear them? If you said yes, you are most likely clairsentient because everybody has an energy field, an aura, 
and a vibration that they carry. And sometimes we can even tell who it is. So for example, I have gotten really good with my clairsentience of being able to tell different energies and what I identify with them. So fairies have a different energy than demons do, and demons have a different energy than extraterrestrials or angels. So I'm able to identify typically, first of all, when I go into a space, what it is or what I might be interacting with based on the energy that is left in that space or in that space at that current moment. Okay, let's go into the lesser known clear abilities. So let's go over clear aliens first. If you're getting excited because you think this is the ability to see aliens, it's not. I know I got excited too. It's not. It's the ability to smell things. I don't know if everybody wants this. Clear aliens can be a really, really inconvenient ability if it's your strongest one. People who don't have it as strong like me um, tend to have an easier time going through situations because they don't have to deal with all the smells that come with what they're interacting with. But unfortunately, some people who have clairaliance can smell death. They can smell angels. They can smell demons. They can smell spirits. They can smell fairies. And they're able to identify different energies and beings based on smell. A good way to test this is if you've ever been in this space and there has been the smell of something that nobody else except you smells. And that's a really good example that you may be clairaliant, but they may not be. Whereas if everybody smelled it, then it would be more likely just a disembodied smell. A good way to test whether or not you have this ability is to ask yourself if you've ever had a situation where, like I said, you've been in a space where nobody else is smelling something except you. And then you're not able to find a source of where that could be coming from. Or maybe your grandmother had a certain perfume or a certain way she smelled and you smell it when she comes around. I remember when I was getting ready before my wedding night for my wedding to my ex-husband, I smelled my grandmother's perfume the night before I was getting married as I was working on my dress. And it was a really beautiful moment because I was able to connect with her in that moment before getting married. So if you've ever smelled something that doesn't really logically have a place where it's coming from, it's very possible that you have clairaliance or clear smelling. Next ability is clairgustance. <sighs> clairgustance. This can be a blessing and a curse. Clairgustance or clear tasting. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever tasted death before? Because I don't think you're going to want this ability. People with clairaliens and clairgustance, if this is one of your strong abilities, I'm so sorry. People with clairgustance are able to taste things without a logical explanation of why. Maybe when grandma comes around, you don't smell her perfume, but you taste the corn pudding that she would always make for Christmas. Or maybe when you go into a space, you go into an old kitchen and you can taste the different foods that were cooked there. This could, however, also come through in ways that wouldn't make sense, like being in a space where maybe someone was buried and tasting earth, or being in a place where someone drowned and tasting water. This is an ability that I have, and when I've done missing person cases, it can be really helpful to be able to taste and smell um, and sense what that person was going through at the time to try to identify either where they were or what they experienced. 
So although this is a very inconvenient ability if it's your strongest one, it can also be really useful if you just allow yourself to really step into it. And let's go after the last one, clairtangency. This is the ability of clear touch. This is also one of my abilities and it comes and goes. It's not one of my strongest, but I would say that it is one of my abilities and I can utilize it if I try hard enough. This is the ability of touching things and being able to gather information from them. Maybe you touch an old doll and you're able to see the people who played with it before or know where it came from. Maybe you touch an old piece of furniture and you know who had it before or what kind of experiences were had on that couch. That would actually be really inconvenient. Uh, I didn't like thrift stores or things from thrift stores for this reason when I was a kid. My clairtangency was really, really strong back then and I would pick up things and I'd be like, nope. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, this is why I never used the dishes you got from the thrift store. I'm sorry I didn't know how to tell you then. I know how to tell you now though, that's why. But if you've ever touched something, like an old object or even a new object and being able to see how it was made, you very well may have clairtangency, the ability to touch things and get information about them or understand them in a way that you wouldn't be able to just logically. All right, we made it. That's the last eight abilities. Okay, now that we've gotten to the end, now I'm going to tell you about an app that I really like using to help me to exercise these because your abilities, your intuitive abilities, even outside of your clear abilities, are like muscles and they need to be utilized and used in order for you to get them to a stronger place. You're not going to be able to walk into a gym and pick up 500 pounds right away the same way that you wouldn't be able to just walk into a store and do psychic readings without practicing first and getting to know your abilities. And this is a really great way to do so. Now, I do want to put a disclaimer in here. I am not sponsored by the creator of this app or the app themselves. I just have used it myself and I also have my friends use it and it's so helpful to help us stay sharp with our abilities because a lot of us work as full-time readers and we work as paranormal investigators, so we really need to keep our abilities sharp. But the technique that I'm going to give you to exercise these abilities is one that I actually use in my private ability training sessions. I don't offer them anymore, but I did, and this is the technique that I would give people. Yeah, I'm giving you this technique for free. Just clap your hands now. I'll wait. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't need to do that. All right, so I want you to download the app, if you feel comfortable, RV Tournament. Roger Victor Tournament. I know it sounds weird. It sounds like you're going to be looking at RVs. You're not. It actually stands for Remote Viewing Tournament. The app has you tune in to different coordinates and then tune into different pictures and write down and describe what you're picking up on. It's a pretty straightforward app. It's pretty easy to figure out and it's a great exercise that you can do daily and they make it to where you can't cheat even if you wanted to. It not only does that, but it also keeps track of your progress and how often you're correct and how often you're able to predict whether or not you'll be correct. But you can also do this exercise outside of the app by utilizing cards that you make yourself or your own oracle cards, tarot cards, etc. Okay, 
So here's the technique. I want you to take something to tune into. I want this thing to have enough variations to it that you're able to get different things from different senses from it. This could be an oracle card or a card that you create yourself. Now what I want you to do is sit there and ground yourself or center however you prepare yourself for tuning into things. You don't have to have a formal technique if you don't have one right now, but this can be a great way to practice different techniques of getting yourself into the space of really connecting into your abilities. Once you've connected in, I want you to tune into the card or tune into the object or tune into the coordinates that you're given. And I want you to ask yourself the following questions and write down as many prompts or answers that you get from tuning in and asking yourself these questions. The first question, what am I feeling emotionally? The second question, what do I just know? Or alternatively, what do I feel in my gut? The third question, what do I visually see either in my space or in my mind? The fourth question, what do I feel physically? Do I feel textures? Do I feel heat, cool, wind, etc.? Next question is, what do you smell? What does this thing bring through scent-wise? The next question is, what do you taste? And the next question is, what do you sense? Do you feel certain kinds of energies? Do you sense a presence? Do you sense something? And the last question, what do you hear? By asking yourself these questions and taking time to tune into each of those prompts with what it is that you're tuning into, you're able to touch on each of the eight abilities. And not only this, but the more often you do this, the more often you'll be able to see how much it aligns with accuracy to what it is that you're tuning into. But we're going to take it a step further because we're going to go big or go home. And we're already here, so we're not going home. I want you to ask yourself, after you've tuned in and after you've seen the results, I want you to look at your results and look at what you put down as your answers and ask yourself, how often is what is coming through that I'm picking up on metaphoric or literal this is a huge game changer guys this is something that a lot of people don't even think about because there are people who will have dreams about planes falling out of the sky and won't realize that it's a metaphor for having high expectations for yourself and being afraid of failing so it's really 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 important to figure out how often you need to be interpreting what you're getting or taking it at face value. This honestly will make a huge, huge difference in your accuracy for your readings and your intuition and what you're picking up on. For example, 90% of what I get is metaphoric. I have to basically translate and 
just metaphorically decipher everything that I'm getting in my mind. And every time I'm doing a reading, it can be really exhausting, but I've gotten so used to it that I'm really good at finding out what the metaphoric meaning would be for something because I have to do it all the time. A good way to tell whether or not something is coming through as metaphoric or is coming through as literal is let's say that you were tuning into a picture of the ocean. When you were tuning into the picture of the ocean, did you end up getting answers like wet, water, blue, sand? Or were you getting answers like cool, rushing, invigorating, deep, things like that? That can be the difference between having primarily metaphoric intuition or literal intuition. And there really isn't a difference in accuracy or um, the importance between the two. Both of them are important and both of them are just as useful and just as accurate. But if you expect yourself to get all literal information, but you're getting metaphoric, you're going to get really, really confused and you're going to think that you're not intuitive at all because you're interpreting things through a red lens when you need to be interpreting them through a blue lens. So understanding that is a huge game changer and a lot of people don't talk about it. And you know me, I tell you freaking everything because <laughs> it's ghost tea podcast. So I'm going to give you all the tea and this is some piping hot tea. But with that said, I highly recommend you download that app. It's available for both Android and iOS. And I highly recommend you try it for at least a week. Give yourself time to figure out the app and use it normally for the first couple weeks or first couple days before you really start utilizing all of the clear abilities to tune into them every day. But even if you don't and you're using cards and stuff like that, that is totally fine. Utilize what you feel comfortable utilizing and what you have on hand. And if it works for you, then it works for you. And that's awesome. But try your best not to give yourself the ability to cheat because cheating, honestly, it can be really easy in situations like that just to make ourselves feel better. But look at it as not a competition. It is not a competition. Everybody has abilities in different ways and everybody's intuition comes through in different ways. The way that your abilities might come through is different than maybe your neighbor's abilities. And that doesn't mean that you're any less accurate or less intuitive. It just means that it's different. Going into expanding your abilities as a journey and not a marathon is so important in terms of getting stuff to be effective for you. Because if you're always trying to rush to the end, you're not going to be learning anything. You need time to integrate the tools and utilize them, to know how to utilize them and know how they work effectively for you. So with that said, I hope this was helpful. I hope this brought you some clarity. I hope this helped you feel more confident in trying to expand your abilities. Um, I'm so sorry that it's been so long since I posted a, an episode. It has been very, very long, but I'm in the new apartment. I'm sure you could hear my, my fridge going on and off in the background. I apologize for that, but I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for all of your support for the Ghost Tea podcast. I just... Love you guys so much, and I really appreciate the support. It means so much, and I just love hearing you guys be so excited about new episodes, and I just want to say thank you so much. So 
Thank you so much from the bottom of my little tiny bitty heart. And I will hopefully talk to you guys later. Hopefully not a month later or a couple months later like it has been. But as always, stay safe, stay curious, and keep learning. And if you're interested in booking a session with me, you can check out my website at www.arielwillow.com. I restock my store with sessions every week so that you have a lot of options to connect with spirit. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Stay safe.